everybody. Welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt and I'm your host. Today's episode is titled, Let Them Be Who They Are. So first of all, we're going to go through several different, um, I guess, concepts that make up a really good relationship. And then I'm going to contrast that with what we typically find in relationships. And we'll talk about those differences. And I'm going to give you the very first step in having the best relationship of your life. You might want to take notes for this one. Uh, tomorrow, as I was preparing for this, there was just way too much to, to share with you. So tomorrow I'm going to, to follow up on this one. It's going to be how to succeed in any relationship, but you got to have the groundwork of what I'm going to share with you today. Okay. Enjoy. All right. So let them be who they are. Have you ever had a relationship where you both had like a a common state of mind, right? So you both had uh, a very similar way of looking at things. Um, One where you both were able to give each other the benefit of the doubt, right? That you were happily kind of, uh, living a life where you were one in unity and you were both healed, meaning you didn't have a lot of hurts, habits, or hangups within your relationship. One where you're accepted as you are, right? Even, even when you are in a place of fear or you've made a mistake, you've been accepted where both of you are already complete people. You're not waiting for the other person to complete you. You come to the the table complete already. Uh, a relationship where you're able to behave and say whatever you want and it doesn't upset the other person. One where there's no agendas, there's only acceptance and peace. And listen, that doesn't mean that you don't have issues that don't come up, but when the issues come up, um, you're, you're supported and loved as the issues are there. Have you ever had that kind of relationship before? Hey, listen, chances are, uh, for the great majority of people in this world, they have not had that kind of a relationship before. And if you have, I would say you probably only have one, maybe two people in your life who at some point in your life, you could say, yes, I've had that kind of a relationship. Uh, maybe it was one of those where if I said, Hey, do you, have you ever had a relationship where there was unconditional love? You know, maybe you flash back to maybe my mom or, um, you know, a best friend or a sister. Okay. Now let me tell you what the typical relationship is like. Okay. So this means it could be, you know, the, the special relationships that we have. So those people who are the closest to us that we spend the most time with. It could be those people who are just there for a season, or it could be casual encounters. Uh, it could be people that we're interacting with on, on social media. Um, and it could be people that we haven't talked to forever, but all of a sudden they come back into our lives. Okay. Typical relationships. What we try to do is hide our weaknesses, our mistakes, and our failures. Why? Why do we try to hide those parts of ourselves? It's like we're, we're walking around in this life with a fear mask on, right? We have all of these fears and these insecurities that are inside us. And we try to put this, this mask on because we think, you know, that's going to help us to go out and be successful in this world. 
So if you, if you show up, you know, to work one day and, you know, maybe everything at home is falling apart right now. I, I can tell you this, I've been dealing with a lot of my coaching clients as they are in leadership positions and they're trying to support people who in their personal life, because of, well, COVID is causing all kinds of havoc in their personal life, whether it be a medical thing or, you know, um, just the restrictions, right? So I, I'm working with an administrator right now. Um, they're losing teachers left and right because the teachers have so much stress in their personal life. Here I am trying to show up to work, but yet my elderly grandmother who is frail already is now taking care of my children and trying to run this online learning thing. And so they've got to make that decision, right? And so you know, those teachers are showing up to work and they're trying to put that mask on, right? Because they've been taught, don't bring your personal life into work. So they're trying real hard, but in the end, guess what? It always comes out. We think being successful is putting the mask on. And then, you know, we try to defend or attack when we're wounded. Uh, so the, that teacher might come in and, and because of the things that are happening, you know, they're just a little more sensitive, a little more raw. And so they might say or do things that you're just like, Hey, wait a minute, you know, this isn't appropriate. Right. But instead of looking at what might be causing those underlying conditions, we often say, Whoa, now, you know, uh, I'm, I, so what that's happening in your personal life? Um, let me help you understand. This is what we do at work, right? And in typical relationships, we try to, uh, search for completion outside of ourselves. So if you watch any romantic movie or romantic comedy, um, there is this essence that, you know, like I, what was it? Jerry Maguire years ago. And the, the famous saying there was you complete me. Right. And so the, there's this message that we've been told over and over again, that we're looking for our soulmate to fill in our missing pieces. Okay. Well, you know, that, that the underlying assumption here is that, you know, if I'm coming and let's say my husband, I'm saying, Hey, Josh, you know, you're going to complete me. Well, first of all, the, the underlying assumption is that I'm broken and I'm missing pieces, right? Uh, and that he is too. And so our job is to figure out what pieces are you missing and how can I help you, which you would think sounds like a, a really good thing. However, you know, back that assumption up. First of all, we are whole and complete already. We need to come to this relationship in a whole and complete way. And when we do that, the relationship is very different. It's one of unconditional love, not unconditional need. Okay. Um, another thing that, that happens when we come from this place of I'm trying to fill your holes, you're trying to fill my holes is that we always want to change the other person right? Because clearly if I'm on the lookout for the things that you need help with, then I'm going to find those things and I'm going to try to help you change those things. When in reality, that, that might not even be a thing that needs to be changed or that they want to change, which causes a whole nother thing, right? Control and guilt will somehow bring peace, right? I, I don't know if you've ever had anybody in your life who, uh, it, <laughs> is controlling or loves a little bit of guilt. Uh, my mother was great at giving the guilt trip. Uh, she became a master at it. Uh, and quite frankly, I became a master at receiving that, uh, takes two to tango, right? 
Um, but control and guilt will never bring you the peace that you're searching for. It will always bring more opportunities for you to want to control that person. Okay. And then when they don't do what you want them to do, what happens? Well, you, you try to guilt them. So, you know, I, I hear it all the time. Uh, I'll be talking to somebody and it might be in a casual conversation or even in a coaching appointment. And I hear something like, well, if my spouse just did blank, if my kids just did blank, if my employees just did blank, or this one I'm hearing a lot of lately, if my boss just did blank. Now, I love Marianne Williamson. Uh, she's becoming one of my, my new book mentors. Uh, but she has this saying I just read the other day. It says, if the train doesn't stop at your station, it's not your train. Okay, so how does that apply to this? Well, what she's saying here is, listen, you might want uh, your boss or your employees or your kids to do X, Y, and Z. That's like expecting a train to stop it at your station, but it's not your train. So um, it aligns this, this thought or idea uh, really aligns with um, Byron Katie with her work. She talks about this idea of accepting what is, realizing that there are times when you want somebody else to do something, but yet that's not who they are. Right. So let me let me give you an example. Um, if you are wanting your boss to be a certain way. So I, I was working with a team a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about the disc personality profiles, specifically how that shows up in communication, um, especially what happens with your brain on stress and then understanding the dynamics within their team, especially now that they are a uh, remote working team. And one of the things that we realized is that the manager is very much an S and an S type personality is very supportive and encouraging and is all about um, deeper relationships, having those connections. They struggle with change and they only want peace and harmony and everybody to work well as a team. Well, <laughs> so in, in reality, this S type individual, guess what was happening, uh, with COVID and everything happening and, and the changes with their work, it really up, upheavaled, if that's a word, uh, upheaved, uh, her world. And so the employees are coming in, they're saying, Hey, we need you to do X, Y, and Z. And she's like, Oh my gosh, my brain is so stressed. I, I just, I literally can't do it. And so, you know, we're, we're hoping that, you know, our boss will do something. And in reality, maybe your boss can't. That's like, you know, hoping that your, your train comes, but it never comes. What do you do? You try to use control and guilt to make it the train come. That's not going to work. So, you know, what's the, the first step in having the best relationships you can ever have? Um, I'm going to only going to tell you the first one. And actually tomorrow, um, as I was preparing for this, I was like, whoa, there's way too much in this one. So I'm going to break it up into two parts. Tomorrow, I'm going to tell you the second part, and that's going to be how to succeed in any relationship. But I want to tell you the first step today so you can kind of get started on this. Okay, so the first step, honestly, is to let them be who they are, okay? So what does that mean? That means back off 
you want to uh, go to this place of acceptance, forgiveness, and release. So I'm telling you this from my own personal experience. I started doing this, I would say probably about five years ago, I really started doing this intensely, um, especially with my family, my children. So uh, I have way more opportunities now to speak from a place of influence with my kids because I backed off on the control and the guilt a long time ago. Uh, and now I just notice them you know, and I accept, okay, this is where they're at. So, you know, let's say my daughter, Hannah, um, this morning, she got up a little later than she normally does. And I knew as soon as I saw the time and, and she was getting up and she was, you know, stomping around and she was, you know, kind of in a, I guess, quote unquote, negative attitude. This is just her way. I think it's her way of kind of warming up to the world. Uh, and so I noticed it, but I didn't get upset over it. I just accepted that's where she's at right now. Uh, I'm not going to let anything that she says or does or whatever energy she brings upset me. I'm going to allow her to be who she needs to be. Now, if that steps over a line where she's hurting herself or other people, well, now, now I'm going to step in, right? Um, but I'm going to do it in a loving way. Um, but also, you know, forgiveness, like realizing that there are things that people say and do that have nothing to do with you. Okay. Sometimes they say and do things that have nothing to do with you, but you internalize it as like, oh my gosh, this is a problem for me. Um, great example is I was talking to a, uh, a teacher the other day and she was very upset because this, uh, she's an early childhood teacher. She works with preschoolers. Um, the mom came in and was just getting really, really frustrated with just about everything. And, um, you know, her parting comment on the way out the door had something to do with, you know, how, how much of a waste that she feels like this preschool is and, you know, that she has to pay for this. Now, obviously that's hurtful. Okay. I don't want to say just dismiss it. However, when we really started to think about, okay, let's just try to understand, you know, maybe not forgive, maybe not let go, but let's just try to understand where this parent might be because the teacher really internalized it. Like, oh my gosh, she, she hates me. She hates what I'm doing. She, you know, and so we backed up and we found five really good reasons why this parent might have been upset in the moment that had nothing to do with the teacher. And, you know, later on, the, the teacher did have an opportunity to talk to the parent and the parent was like, I am so sorry, the, you know, this is what's happening in my life right now. And it just came out like that. And so, you know, the, the teacher is learning how to um, accept whatever's happening right now. She didn't like it, right? Um, but then it, it turned her into this place of like, let me try to understand this a little bit and let me just forgive her and release her. And guess what? The parent came back, talked to her, said, I'm so sorry. And then the teacher got to actually support her in a couple things. So it ended up being a win, win, win for everybody. But if the teacher had gone to that place of, of attack and defend, right? When this, this teacher or the parent is wearing this fear mask, um, then she wouldn't have been able to actually serve that, that parent. And, you know, one of the things that I think about is don't search for their guilt. <laughs> okay. Don't, don't go out looking to be offended today. 
Try to search for people's innocence. Try to understand that we're all doing the very best that we can with what we have and what we know. And some of us are, are really using the last of our resources. So search for their innocence. And then help them grow as they want to grow. Okay? So, you know, I might see things in my spouse and say, oh my gosh, I wish you would change that, right? And I'm sure I'm not the only one. Um, same thing with my children, same thing with my boss, right? There are clients that I'm like, honey, this is not that hard. It's just an email. Just hit send. Like, you can do this, right? Um, however, I've got to support those people in the way that they want to be supported, Okay. And that's hard. That's difficult. That's challenging because you know why it's challenging? It has nothing to do with the other person. It's challenging because you've got to remove you from the situation. Okay. Now, you know, um, sometimes you need to speak up. Okay. Sometimes there are things that are happening, uh, that should not be happening. Uh, I, I'm just going to say this, uh, this whole podcast is not about letting people run over you. It's not about accepting whatever anybody else says or does because you do need to speak up for yourself. You do need to, you know, we can talk about boundaries, but you do need to keep yourself safe. So if there's something that's happening and you are not safe in that moment or you feel like this is not helping me to grow, this is not helping the other person to grow, you absolutely need to speak up. And sometimes the train that's coming to your station is the train that you're like, yeah, I don't want to ride this one anymore. Sometimes you need to switch trains. Okay. And that's okay to do. So, uh, that, that's what I have for you to do. It's, it's simple, right? It's definitely not easy. So if you want to have perfect relationships, that's all you need to do, right? I say that jokingly because, well, let me, it's not a joke. It's, it's real, but laughingly, I guess, because, you know, the simple things in life really are the best things. So acknowledging somebody else, accepting where they're at, forgiving them, releasing them to be who you want them to be, um, who they want to be, supporting them in whatever their journey is. That's the hardest, simplest thing you'll ever do in your life. And I promise you this, if you make that your mission in life, no matter what you're doing, you're going to have a really rich, successful life. All right. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.